1: to choose himself. My fellow
0: Americans and confidants from abroad, we have been stricken down with fear, fear of the unknown as it pertains to COVID-19, a.k.a. the coronavirus. All jokes and everything aside, we do understand that this is a serious epidemic that has affected many lives, some close to home. That being said, we hope you all stay safe, stay secluded, but you know, the show must go on. Thank you very much. So freaking bad. Welcome, everybody, to Juice Pro Wrestling, episode 99 and three-quarter. Blessed are the sick. Blessed are the sick. Back in the studio with me is the man, the myth, the legend, the master blaster of podcast production, Shretton. The garlic breath guy. I know. He walked in the studio today trying to kill a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> and instead he's killing the juice. Ain't no vampires <laughs> kissing me. Yeah. I kill him. <laughs> I kill him real dead, real good, real fast. Dead. <laughs> Fuck him. What's up, dude? Nothing much, man. Just, uh, you know, trying to live in this uh, crazy world of mass hysteria.
1: Yeah. It
0: turned quickly into a very odd time. Yeah, odd job. We'll get through it. If he was still alive, I wonder what he'd think about it. I don't even know who that is. Odd job from James Bond? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's not the fat guy that's th- that threw the hats that cut people's heads off. That's exactly who it is. He's the main bad guy in The Perfect Weapon, too. Mm-hmm. They killed that one guy's father. Yeah, well, Surrogate father. Great so, movie. Perfect Weapon. My uh, suggestion for that. Yeah.
0: Life. Let's get on a down note real quick. Um, as you may have seen or not seen, depending whether you follow us on social media, unfortunately... Due to many of the closures, I mean, you have the NBA canceled, the XFL, NHL, um, MLB is postponing the season. And we'll get to a few more tasty tidbits here in the news in a second. But, unfortunately, March 30th, our epic episode 100 at Three Floyds for Floyd Mania is also canceled. It's also succumb to the grip of the crowd. And I don't like it. I understand it. So, you know. It's
1: understandable. It sucks. Um, We hope uh, everybody stays safe. Yeah.
0: And hopefully down the road we can do something, you know, as long as we're all still here and alive. As Johnny Winter would say, still alive and well. Um, Yeah. For SummerSlam or something like that. So, you
1: never know. (laughs) And uh, quick, my quick, uh, can I do a quick PSA? I guess. It it will not be quick. Um, So... Over the next what? month or so, there's going to be a lot of people working from home. Home, home uh, people out of work, people trying to figure it out. Uh, we we might ramp up our content in order to entertain you just a little more. Yeah. And if you got any friends or people that are going a little stir crazy, my suggestion is get the fuck away from your social media, turn off the TV for a little bit, unless you're going to use Netflix, Hulu, some streaming service, unless you're going to get on YouTube and watch old wrestling videos, or listen to our show, or listen to yeah, or watch I'm our saying, channel, like. Listen and watch our show and tell your friends about it. It'll help them out a little bit. Get their minds off this yeah. nonsense, the fact that you can't leave the house for a lot of people, you
0: know. See, me personally, I'm not – I mean, on that tip, I wish – fuck, man. I, it was dead at work today. I wish <laughs> I wish I was in seclusion. I like it sometimes. You know, I'm one of those guys as much as I do like to be kind of in the mix of things. You know, I've said on here many a times. As much as I love you
1: all, I I do – not really like people, which is kind of a weird thing. It is a weird thing because you you're lead singer of a band and all this. You're super outgoing yeah. and friendly.
0: I, I, but I, I think it's just it's the wrong kind of people. So you know, before I pigeonhole everybody into that, I, I don't like you. I like don't what you like. <laughs> Remember, um, yeah, I think it's just one of those things where spend that time. Find yourself, get more in touch with your fucking families, you know? Yeah. You got more time with them and your kids. Those of you out there working that, you know, may rely on, you know, school or whatever being like a babysitter for your kids. And if if you're out there and you can't work because you have to be with them, you know, it, it sucks. I get that. But be glad. Be glad you're at home with each other and uh, fucking find each other again, you Spend know? Spend some time
1: in nature, too.
0: Put the fucking phone down. Like, you could put our show on yeah. and just leave it and let it play. Yeah. Or say, like... Yo, Alexa. Hey, Siri. Oh, shit. I better be quiet. they my answer again. Uh, <laughs> play the latest episode of Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. And it'll be like, ding, ding, playing Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast, episode 99 and three quarter. Blessed are the sick. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, man, let's fucking ramp into this shit. Uh, Yeah, yeah. You guys are listening to this on a Wednesday because it's fresh and it's new to you, but we are recording on 316. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) It's a celebration of Stone Cold Steve Austin today. And if you haven't listened to our epic episode 32 where we dedicated a whole fucking episode to Stone Cold Steve Austin, then go back in the archives and check it out
1: not that hard. you will got to scroll your finger up like three times and you got it. Yeah. 316 times to be exact. That's
0: right. Let's
1: <laughs> go <laughs> <laughs> the fucking
0: news. A lot of WWE news um as it pertains to the coronavirus, and this was breaking news before we went and hit the record button. They did it. They did it. They- did it do you think they went too far oh my favorite band keep going (laughs) you'd like that wouldn't you you fucking freak stop doing that you're embarrassing yourself and me (laughs) it's all good um (laughs) wwe (laughs) pulled the plug on wrestlemania shit first time this has ever happened like i said uh earlier when you know i did when we opened up the show uh i i get it i get it for people's health and safety um I mean, this is gonna. It's really gonna hurt. There are a lot of cancellations going on in, in general, in entertainment and sports. Um, with the musicians, you know, uh, the indie wrestling is really going to be hurt by this. I think probably the most. You know, yeah, but, I think so too. Uh, there were a lot of really cool shows that were going on Mania Weekend that ain't going to happen now. Um, you know, one of them being uh, the guys at Fest Wrestling in the Metalcade. You know, I don't know if you guys will have to check with each promotion that you're a fan of. I don't know if stuff's going to be postponed per se or if it's just going to be flat out canceled. Um, WrestleMania wasn't canceled. They're moving it to the Performance Center, which is going to be weird because when you think of WrestleMania, it's this grandiose, epic fucking entertainment extravaganza. Yeah. Welcome to WrestleMania. That type of shit. And then it's got to be at the Performance Center, man. It's, it, it is what it is. It's just right. it's weird. I'm kind of a little more intrigued now to see how it goes
1: off, you know? Did you watch SmackDown without the audience? Did you yeah. watch any clips? I did.
0: Yeah. It was, uh, it was weird. It was weird. It was what? really weird. It, it was kind of cool, except for man. the part in the women's match where they came back or I saw this on Twitter. Someone posted they, I don't know if like the TV station came back too early or the feed did. And the women were just like kind of standing like there. They went to commercial, or I didn't understand and they it stopped either. They wrestling. went to
1: commercial and they just stopped wrestling.
0: Yeah. It's like, What the fuck, man? Keeping kayfabe alive. Yeah,
1: yeah. I
0: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Somebody messed up. Yeah.
1: You fucked up. You fucked up. You fucked up.
0: Um, yeah. So WWE's canceled. You know, all, all these other promotions are canceled. You have MLW, NWA ceased operations.
1: Really? Yeah. Huh. They could, they could have still done
0: uh yeah
1: i mean who I mean, knows i don't know i don't know what's safe who knows know we don't we, we no one decisions. knows what's safe yeah. and
0: that's the thing yeah. and it's yeah, ca- it's a good thing it's an annoying thing yeah because it's caused this like i said this mass hysteria and some people a lot of people are, are acting fucking ridiculous about it yeah why are you buying up all that tp i don't know it's fucking weird man put some back <laughs> i need some in my butt at some point you know yeah, i ate a whole need bucket some... of fucking wings last night god
1: yeah, imagine need yeah need some of that charmin <laughs> some yeah, yeah it's uh so they're, they cancel a lot of the wrestling events and um yeah a lot of the bars and stuff are gonna be hurting too but you know these events like wrestlemania is gonna be weird it's gonna be it's kind of cool that they're still putting it out mm-hmm. so we'll see how it goes
0: yeah but to kind of combat this whole thing um Shout-out to Matt Nix and Freelance Wrestling and uh, Pro Wrestling Tees and IndependentWrestling.tv. They're doing something kind of cool where it's almost like a telethon mm-hmm. where they're going to do and, – and to keep up with this, you guys, FreelanceWrestling.com, and if you follow them on social media, all that shit, you can get all the latest info on it. But like I said, a wrestling telethon where they do a weekly show, and they're going to have guys wrestle at the uh, Pro Wrestling Tees store because they have a ring set up there for the, for the school – and what it's going to be? Uh, they're going to have matches there with some of your favorite independent stars. And during these matches, they're going to have like links set up to PayPal accounts where you guys can donate to help these wrestlers out, which is super cool. Because when you look at the uh, the WWE aspect, right? Like these guys have contracts; they work for a Fortune 500 company; they're getting paid. You know, right. it's not that's not necessarily the case on the indie shows. Like no. it's like show up and fans show up, and that's how they get paid. Yeah. Well, if there's no show. Some of these people work day jobs, just like us, you know? Um, and some of them don't. They've went strictly reliant on professional wrestling. And if their their bookings are getting canceled, they don't have shit. Right. So I think this is a very cool concept um, for you to support your favorite wrestler. Maybe, you know, I don't care if a guy's a heel or not,
1: but you know, toss them some fucking money. Yeah. Help him out. If they entertain you, help them out. Yeah good on them it's not even helping out it is helping out because it's helping them um in this weird time but also they're earning that shit so yeah and they're flipping around they're drop kicking their clothes lining they're screaming into a microphone you know yeah they're winking at the camera uh black label pro is doing something similar
0: on march 28th they're doing an empty arena event and uh that's being funded via indiegogo.com so you can check that out and Hit a black label pro on social media so you can get all the info on that. So, once again, you know Midwest trying to come together and do something for the boys and girls. That hey man, they might be fucked by this. A lot of people are, and we feel for you, and obviously they do too. So, that's very cool that that's happening for sure. Um, kind of getting back to WWE. So I heard this shit. Now you know they always have. What did you hear? (laughs) That's the shit. You fucking stanky. Ow. Anyways, Rob Gronkowski, I'm sure you heard about this, didn't you? Mm-hmm. God, we, we just need to stop bringing in guys that are like celebrities to, for the run, you know, or whatever. He's going to sign with them. I don't fucking care. I'm going to be straight up honest with you. I don't care about Rob Gronkowski going to WWE. Am I excited about it? Not in the fucking least. I don't think he has anything to
1: offer. He might be good at it, but I, if I, I, would, he's I hope a fantastic I can those words. Trust me, football I... player, but he's goofy looking. He's fucking goofy in the face. He yeah. looks like a dummy. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a dummy, but he just look. He's got that dumb like he, guy like face. Like he could be
0: very awkward. You know, people are going to be listening.
1: Like, oh, these guys are shaming
0: people. No, fuck he like, I'm, I'm Rob anybody. Gronkowski. And then you know his boy Mojo Raleigh, who just completely all of a sudden his character they were working on for the past I don't know however many months where he's a heel that's gone now and he's all hyped again get hyped yeah <laughs> you watch that shit on Smackdown when him and uh, Triple H are getting Michael Cole fucking hyped about Gronkowski he's like I could tell you
1: the rumors are true yes
0: they haven't put pen to paper but Rob Gronkowski the Gronk is coming
1: Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my eyes see something that I would love to eat my words,
0: else. but I just—it's not going to happen. Yeah, like, come on, Rhonda, man, she's even got a legit combat sport, combat sports combat. background, and a passion for pro wrestling as a fan. I didn't think she fared too well. Mm. You know, mo- more times than not, I don't think she really looked that great in the ring. There were yeah. there were some moments. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm not saying it was a complete farce, but it was a farce nonetheless. And I, I think the same thing with Gronkowski. Hey, man. Invest in the talent that you do have. you're going to bury ricochet, but bring in gronk. I mean, how many more people is that? Who's ricochet? <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Another cool note: uh, Impact wrestling is doing something pretty cool, so you know, they, they're a part of, they're a victim of what's happening with this whole corona thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of their talent has had cancellations. They, a lot of their talent works indie dates, too. But uh, a lot of Impact dates have been canceled due to this coronavirus and the cool thing. And everybody shits on Impact, but they're doing their boys and girls right right now by paying them for the canceled dates. Awesome. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Good job, guys. (sighs) Good on all of you. Some Hall of Fame news for the WWE. This one kind of took me by surprise a bit. Jushin Thunder Liger oh shit yeah i know right like yeah huge new japan superstar just finished off his career this year um notorious for wc work at wcw back in the day he, he worked uh nxt a couple years ago and a guy well deserving like japanese like you want to think of uh he's like the stone cold or the hulk hogan of japan He's just, he's that big. Huge influence. Huge
1: influence. Globally. On, yeah. Colossal. Influence. Colossal global yeah. influence. Yeah. yeah. Just like these guns. They, they trying to look They both them. don't fit. They don't yeah. <laughs> fit on the screen.
0: They don't fit. They're inadequate. You
1: got to have a widescreen ca- wide camera. Oh. Back up about 40 feet.
0: Who got the best body?
1: <laughs> Get well soon, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Scotty Steiner. Um.
0: Yeah, so fucking Jushin Thunder Liger and long overdue, and we're also going to be, this is kind of a segue into our next segment here. The British Bulldog, Davey Boy Smith. Yeah. Finally getting into the fucking Hall of Fame, which leads us to our Wrestlers of the Week. Old school, new school, you guys by now should know the fucking drill. Uh, Suratna and I like to showcase a couple of wrestlers or tag teams or female wrestlers, whatever it happens to be. This week we got an old school and a new school one for you. We're going to start with the old school, um, the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith. Yeah, buddy. When you think of British wrestling, there really, to me, isn't any bigger star than fucking Davy Boy Smith. I mean, you think back to the match, uh, I think it was SummerSlam at Wembley Stadium with Brett the Hitman Hart, where he won the Intercontinental title from Brett. Uh god the guy got a hero's welcome you know Mm. and uh, i just remember as a kid when he would back in the 80s and stuff teaming with dynamite kid as the tag team the british bulldogs plural uh and dynamite kid who is i think he's in the hall of fame i think he got in before davy i could be wrong about that i might be but you guys can let me know in the comments google it yeah google it um just super stoked to see this, and it was really cool. I uh, texted Harry Smith, um, for those of you that don't know who Harry Smith is, or uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. He wrestles with MLW, uh, was a former member of the WWE roster. Uh, when this news broke, I was super excited, so I texted him. I was like, hey, man, fucking good on you. Like, congrats to your family. Super fucking cool, well-deserved. Like." And he's just like, thanks, man. You know, appreciate that. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, it. Like I said, long overdue and, and with the WWE Hall of Fame, it's kinda like a it's kinda like the good old boys' club, maybe. Because a guy like Davy Boy Smith, as influential as he is and was, should have been in there a long fucking time ago. Right. And we've said that about a lot of superstars. There, you know, Macho Man lingered around for a long time before he got in. Um Ultimate Warrior. You know, it's it's those caliber of superstars that have that impact, whether it's in ring or you know, on the charisma level, your your character level. He's one of those guys that's still talked about today. Uh, I mean, he wrestled for WCW. Um, of course, was a huge star in what was known as the WWF.
1: That's where, I, that's where I was a huge fan. Yeah. I mean, he was just, dude, he was just fucking huge. Brit.
0: He was jacked. I even, you know, he had those braids. I kind of dug the braids back in the <laughs> head, like the cornrow braids back before it was cool, you know. Yeah.
1: Was it cool, though? I thought it was cool on him. I just like the bulldog they came in with, the British bulldog. Yeah, what was her name? I forget
0: what her name is. Damn it. you going to stop me anyways. Um, super awesome. Davey Boy is well-deserved. So everybody sure. check him out. He's got a huge body of work, like I said, through various promotions um, from the 80s and 90s. And you can find a lot of that on the WWE Network, or if you just want to fucking go down that YouTube
1: wormhole yeah.
0: And subscribe to our podcast on YouTube, too. Yeah, jpdub.com. Direct link. Yeah. It'll take you there. And going with the theme of uh, British wrestlers, I picked the new oh, school. Oh. I picked the current reigning defending NWA World's heavyweight wrestling champion, Nick Aldis. Yeah. Nick's a guy who has been around the block uh, wrestling for starting out his career, actually, being trained by uh, the Knight family, I think it was. Um as well as getting some training done uh, with Harley Race's Wrestling Academy. Started in TNA Wrestling. Guy who, he was a TNA World Champion. I know he's a tag champion. Uh, A lot of accomplishments. He had a lot of shit done. He had a great tag team with Samoa Joe there. He he came in as the British Invasion with Doug Williams. Uh, He ended up joining the new version of the main event, Mafia, several years back now. Um, And then moved on to Jeff Jarrett's now defunct GFW Global Force Wrestling, which lasted for about a cup of coffee. Where he, he, what happened? Yeah. Uh, what happened? Um, who knows? Who cares? Yeah. He was the champ there, and then he signed on with the NWA. And I know that he had had talks with the going to AEW. I mean, because him and Cody were fine for the ten pounds of gold. They had a couple of right. good matches. Yeah. And, um, exchanged wins for the belt didn't happen he stuck with the nwa and yeah. i thought that was was a wise choice because it's a brand synonymous now with him yeah i think he fits the role really well as a world champion he's a good champ he's a good champ he's great on the mic uh dudes looking slick as hell in those suits you know mm-hmm. he kind of reminds me of just like a a british modern day rick flair maybe a little more calm though because he's not out there yelling like woo and all that crazy shit but you know, he's got that group uh, Strictly Business with him in NWA now. He's, he kills it on the mic. He, yeah. And he's pretty damn good in the ring. Yeah. And the guy's got a great look. Yep. He's still relatively young, too. He's still got a lot of years left on him. He's a got great privilege. hair. Does he have great hair? I don't know. <laughs> he kind of reminds me of like a, a British Hugh Jackman. Yeah. that's
1: Yeah, he's got Hugh Jackmanisms. You like that? Huge yeah. jacked man. Huge jacked man. Huge jacket, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll also be appearing in the Retromania wrestling video game. Yeah, he was at one of those first names to to get, like, announced Yeah, he'll part be of able that to ro- challenge giant roster the- now. Yeah. yeah. The that roster I'm- just keeps getting bigger and bigger. It's yeah. cool. It's
0: growing, man. So, yeah, uh, you can find his body of work if you guys download. Um, I'm trying to think. think. What is uh, the TNA, the Impact Plus app? He has a lot of work there. You guys, of course, watch uh, the NWA Power every week, Tuesday at 6.05. You can see what he's
1: done there. And, uh, yeah, go down that YouTube wormhole. Yeah. Plenty of stuff on YouTube that you can watch. That 10 pounds of gold thing is awesome. Yeah. It was yeah. really a cool, cool series. It was cool, yeah.
0: It may, it really brought that belt back to prominence, I feel, and yeah. established him, helped establish Nick Aldis as more of a legit guy than he was. I mean, he always had great in-ring talent. I remember when in TNA when he was tagging with Samoa Joe, that's when I really started taking more serious, like, man, you know, this guy's.
1: Who is that? It's Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Who's that Jackman? Who's <laughs> that Jack?
0: Hugh Jackman. Who, 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 who? Yeah, that was beautiful. So, those are our wrestlers of the week. The British Invasion, courtesy of Davey Boy Smith and Nick Aldis. Check them out. Um, Something I kind of wanted to go into as like our main topic for this week was uh, I watched today, and with today being 316, the Broken Skull Sessions latest episode dropped on the WWE Network. And that was Steve Austin having a candid sit down with one Brett the Hitman Hart. Really? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Brett did not
1: fucking, he didn't pull any punches on this one. I always want to hear Brett talk because he's such, he comes off as such an authority figure and he's so wise and everything. Mm-hmm. But he also comes off as uh, forever insulted by certain things. Like, yes. So I think he's a little sensitive about some stuff, but I, I really do like listening to him. Explain. I think he is. He's, uh, he's one of those guys that when you, you listen to some of these interviews,
0: I mean, if you didn't know any better and kind of really get the full spectrum of whatever story or situation he was involved in, you, would, you might think he's a whiny bitch. Yeah. Um, he absolutely disdains Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Uh, and there's a few other guys, and Goldberg. And Goldberg? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Goldberg ended his career, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. But uh, this interview, they go right at the gate. It, it's cool, too, because him and Steve have a really good chemistry while they're talking. You know, they, you can tell there's a lot of respect for each other there. And that's what I love about watching that shit and stuff like that. Um when you get two guys like that and two, not just two average Joe wrestlers, but two
1: icons. you Two know? icons, hard workers, like, legends.
0: Legends, absolute legends. Like Bret Hart, the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. I mean, I wasn't the hugest Bret Mark as a kid, but I still liked him. I still enjoyed him. I still wanted a pair of those fucking rocking-ass shades, you know, <laughs> as a kid. Like, put him on me! <laughs> I grew up going, how's he getting away with that shit? Yeah. And not only that. Motherfucker is one of the dopest theme songs that the WWE ever produced, dude. That fucking guitar whale and shit, and he was involved in a lot of stuff. You know, with the Hart Foundation and the various incarnations of the Hart Foundation, like in the '90s when they became a big group as opposed to just a tag team. It's weird now when you look at it. He's the only surviving member of that. With the passing of Jim the Anvil, it's it's fucking weird. But uh, yeah. So, anyways, they open out the gate. And it's cool because Stone Cold's like, "Hold on, (laughs) bust out of El Segundo, (laughs) his beer." You know, he's just, (laughs) "All right, cheers!" And they fucking cheers. But I don't know what Brett was drinking. He had a coffee cup, so could have been water. Got after it. Maybe had a La Bat Blue, hey? Oh, in the coffee cup. Yeah, but yeah. And they start getting out, and he goes out the gate. They, of course, they gotta address the screw job. You know, and. As many times as Brett has talked about this, I mean, they've fucking done a DVD on this shit, for right. God's sakes. Um, you still kind of get something out of it. In this interview with Steve, um, it's it's just, you guys have to check it out. It's super impressive the way he kind of walks you through everything that happened. Yeah. And Stone Cold was like, well, you know, we were all there. Everybody was like, what the fuck? No one knew what happened. Um, And, and it kind of dr drives away a little bit of that, I wouldn't say bitterness. I mean, yes, it's bitterness a little bit, but after hearing this, Brett has every right in the world to even still have somewhat of a little grudge, even though like, hey, man, bygones are bygones now. Right. Because in this interview, he he portrays just how passionate he was at the business and yeah. just the art of doing business right. in the wrestling business. Right, right. And for Vince McMahon, he's like, I just wanted to have the best matches possible for vince i wanted him to have that library he was all about doing fucking good business and he did that i mean there's a lot of iconic Bret hart matches that you guys can check out on the network um
1: and see you, i i you know who i think of sometimes when i hear somebody and uh, how serious brett is um i think of somebody like uh what's his name um diesel help me kevin nash kevin nash when you if you hear a kevin nash interview now mm. um he i mean he's always seemed like i'm like sook so cool bro yeah, i'm like one the of the Jedi. boys and like you know but you know he has re- he does give really good interviews now and mm-hmm. he gives information but i'm a 100 percent like when you tell it when you say like brett was too serious i also think that he was a total dick back in the day and now he's an older man not brett um yeah yeah nash and so like it, you know, you give and take, you got different personalities. So I don't mind that he's so serious. I don't mind that he holds grudges because I think he doesn't hold them to everybody. He's not an asshole to everybody. And that shows with that Stone Cold interview and when he talks to other wrestlers that either young guys that he respects mm. or um, guys that are his peers yeah. or his or his or the people that are older than him that are still around. You know, he's got a mad respect for for wrestling and everything that has to yeah. do with wrestling.
0: Well, I mean, he, you look at him. He's second generation. He grew up in a wrestling family. You know, his dad Stu Hart ran Calgary Stampede wrestling. Um, a lot of fucking badasses came through the Hart Dungeon and were trained there. Uh, it's man, it's just it's so hard to like sit there and judge him like a lot of people may have, and like I have been guilty of in the past. Like, oh well, Brett's just a whiner or whatever. I mean, dude's been through some shit. You know, we all know about the Owen Hart situation. That's right. that's fucked right there. You yeah. know what do you want? Um, and then, I mean, really, the way he talks about how he went to Shawn Michaels. They were they were. He's like they had a little blow up, and then they were kind of cool. But he was like, "Hey, Shawn, I just want to let you know, we go out there in the ring like I gonna, I'm going to do just business. You know, I know we have a little whatever, but I'm not going to hurt you. You know, yeah, I'm going to just do business. And I, you know." Fucking blah, blah, blah. If you want me, if they want me to drop the title to you, I'm cool with that because they knew he was kind of on his way out to WCW, even though he didn't want to leave. And uh, he, he's basically laying it out professional and somewhat pouring his heart out to Sean. And Sean's like, well, you know, that's great, but I'm not going to do the same for you. And that's kind of what triggered the whole thing, you know, this infamous story that, well, Brett was leaving and he didn't want to drop the belt. You, want, you know, not that he was going to take it with him, because I feel Brett would have done business. Right. And he got wrong because he felt disrespected. So, you know, he goes to Vince and says, hey, this is what's up. And Vince is like, all right, well, we'll bring Sean in and talk about it. Well, he's like, I had to wait two fucking hours, and finally brings, he uh, brings Sean in, and he's just like, all right, so uh, blah, 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 like Sean's going over, and this is that. And Brett's like, we didn't even fucking talk about it, like, I told you I wasn't gonna do that, you know, for the simple fact that there was it was out of respect. Like it's an honor thing, like a code thing, you know, yeah. which I feel business gets in the way of that. And then maybe a little fucking malarkey. Um man, dude, I just I felt really bad for him in that. Yeah. And then you could just see it in his face. Still to this day, it's like, man, who knows? If he wouldn't have gotten concussed by Goldberg and was still in great shape, he probably could still be able to do something here and there, you know. Didn't have strokes and whatnot, but uh, you could just see that he was deeply hurt by that because he yeah. talks about how he's like, well, you know, Vince was, a lot of these guys that you hear the story that Vince was kind of like a father figure, and then, of course, he fucking betrays him, and it's
1: just, it's kind of sad in general, that whole story that, well, you know. When you say that, the other thing you got to think about, when you say that, like, uh doing business, there were a lot of those guys, especially during the days when kayfabe was still a thing, mm. where... Business also involved, if there was a decision made, like, either in-ring, like, somebody called something right away, like, as a good worker, you did whatever was called for you to do. Exactly. And they, you never revealed that you were mad or felt any way about it other than what the story told to the audience. Yeah. You know, so it's, like, there's honor and there's ways to do things. So even if you're, like, a champ and you're leaving, like, those, there's certain traditions and certain ways you're supposed to do stuff. So, like... um yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm actually really. I didn't know that came out. I definitely want to watch that. Yeah, I was super to
0: stoked um, to see. I saw last week that you know there was a clip when he was kind of dissing Goldberg, and I'm like, oh, here we go again. But, I mean, he even says he's like Goldberg's a guy that I don't think you know he hurt people. And he's like, the first thing I told Goldberg, or not the first thing, but he's like one of the things I told him before we went out for that match where he Goldberger. got hurt. He's like, hey man, Bill, you could do whatever you want. Just don't hurt me out there. He took great pride in not hurting someone in the ring, yeah. which is something to be very proud of yeah. in the wrestling business. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, fuck. You know, Owen broke Stone Cold's neck. It's an accident. You know, shit happens. Yeah. But uh, and and they talk about that a little bit. But man, it was just it was so weird to see him like that and uh, vulnerable, vulnerable, but still honest. strong. Yeah. It's just honest. Yeah. I feel that it's not Brett being a bitch like he's perceived. He just tells it like it is. Yeah. And and people may not want to hear how it really is and so then he's kind of perceived as oh he's a fucking asshole or a whiner or whatever. Right, right. I mean he he got the raw deal, you know. And it really sucks because he was one hell of a fuck dude. He's got a a plethora of great matches like he said, dude, he accomplished his mission and left Vince McMahon and WWE with a hell of a lot of fucking great matches that you can go back and watch. Yeah, and at and at his peak, I mean, dude, he was like, he was super over, and not just in the USA. Like he was super. They talked about how he was like basically Hasselhoff in Germany. You know, <laughs> like he was super over in Germany
1: and like India and all these places. He messed shit. up. He should have started singing out there. Started a band in Germany. Uh-huh. Shit,
0: singing and laughing off Deutsch. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. Ninety-nine dollars <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. I like that. Imagine Bret
1: Hart doing a cover of that. Mm-hmm. Do it, Brett. <laughs> it's not too do it. No, the eh? boy do it. Eh? But uh, yeah, so everybody check that out.
0: It's it's definitely something worth fucking watching. They in WWE's been knocking out of the park with a lot of these like shows and little docu series that have been coming out lately. To me, that's the best thing worth watching on the network right now. If you're looking for new content, you know, yeah. So.
1: It kind of makes sense because when you go and relive those days when everything was like the the, the awesome storylines and all this other stuff, and they do documentaries on it, mm-hmm. it's part part of them like write themselves because it was such an interesting and awesome time, and it was the height of their popularity. So like, oh, now things says, are a little different, and you know. Yeah, he says in that too. Um,
0: uh, 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 he's gonna puke. No, he says in that that the nineties were his favorite time in wrestling. He's like, I'll take it bar none over any period in
1: wrestling. Brad said that? Yeah. No oh, shit. So. Yeah. I always wonder when the the people that are around during the 80s when they say it's the golden era. Was it the golden era? Or was it just the golden era for like Hulk Hogan?
0: It pretty much. <laughs> for Hulk Hogan. Well for the business, yeah.
1: For getting as big as crossover as it was. It was so huge. You see some of those, like you when you watch that like, I, I, I don't remember watching it. I definitely didn't watch it when I was a kid. But that Macho Man-Ricky uh, uh, uh Ricky the Dragon steamboat match. Yeah. When they both came out, like, that whole arena thing. When he came out on the, like, he come he, The Little Rings. Yeah. It, it was just, like, the scale of that WrestleMania and the match, it's mm-hmm. just like, damn. I know it's even bigger now. Mm-hmm. But back then, when you see that old footage, you're like, holy shit was this big.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it takes you just, back, too. I mean, yeah, it takes you back, too. and The nostalgia thing. I was getting, you know, a little nostalgic when they were showing, like, the old Brett shit, and I'm sitting there watching, and I was like, damn, man, like, I miss fucking the 90s and <laughs> simpler times, they were the best of times, you know. Uh, but it's it's damn cool, I feel for Brett. You walk away feeling for him and having, at least me, and I've always had respect for the man. I mean, he, he did. He fucking went out there and he owned it, and he... Portrayed himself as a legit champ because he fucking believed he was a legit champ, and he was. Yeah, you know, and he put on great fucking moves. His in-ring psychology was great. Um, Charisma was on point. Whether you wanted him to be heel
1: or a face, it's you. You can't really say anything bad about him. He's he's one of the few wrestlers where um, when you talk to other, almost every other wrestler, male wrestler had a period of time. Whether they were heel or face, where they were probably like dickheads in real life, like where they were hard to deal with, yeah. like prima donnas or whatever. He always seemed like his one. If if there was something to be critical about, he was probably like the old timer or the older or the veteran that maybe expected more from other people. So he was harder on people, but that's it. So it's like that. It's like that uncle that's always pissed. Cause you're not like doing better or, you know, one of yeah. your, whoever your military superior officer is like always giving you shit. Like, like Brett seemed like that. Whereas all these other guys are like, Oh yeah, there was like a, a 10 year period where I was just an asshole to every guy, every, everybody in the locker room, like, mm-hmm. or everybody, all the refs or, you know, you know, I, I just listened to uh, a podcast from a wrestler. I won't name it right now, but um, he just talked about he never respected any refs. Like he always thought they were just like a joke in the ring. You could replace them with anybody else. <laughs> I was like, you hear that, Jeremy? I'm like, I'm like, what? So I don't know. You know, when you get people like that that don't respect like top to bottom, like what it takes to 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 do pro wrestling. <laughs> Brett never came off like that. He understood. The, in, the intro everything, top to bottom, small and big, that it took to, to put on a show and do some good shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he did. And he was he was definitely a locker room leader, you know? And he had great hair. So wet and oily. It was, <laughs> so wet and oily all the time, dude. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> to think it was just water, too. It's so weird. It's all <laughs> water with these guys. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Someone give me a little insight. Uh, it, do they put some kind of
1: sheen or slick or I want to keep whatever? that mystery alive. Yeah. I think I don't ever want to know either. It's probably water and then when you, well, get, you always like, see a back fifty minute match. Yeah. Then it becomes sweat and water. Like Mr. Perfect used to he used to always have like a
0: slick back shit too, but then <laughs> he'd wrestle for like five, ten minutes the next thing you get know. He had, he had a blonde afro. <laughs> <laughs> Poop there it is. <laughs> Thought you knew. <laughs> <laughs> funny.
1: that's funny yeah very nice, very nice. I, I watched a short clip on twitter of uh somebody put something on uh it was cool I, it's always cool to see these things because i don't know these and i don't notice them it was uh uh mr perfect against um god damn it whatever he saved this guy trying to do a backwards flip yeah Who, my brain is broken um the former champion, the AEW champion, Chris Jericho. It was a match with Chris Jericho. He's mm-hmm. really young. He tr- he went off the middle ropes and tried to do a backflip, and Mr. Perfect saw it and he lifted his knees up so that he wouldn't land on his fucking neck and oh, break yeah. it. Uh, and uh, and then they ended a the match right away. But I was like, man, protection like old school guys like taking care of each other. Yeah. Whereas you get a little bit older, older school, like like Nike, the guys that Nikita writes about mm-hmm. and how those guys would just straight up punch each other in the face <laughs> yeah. and just beat the living shit out of each other. There was no protection. They wouldn't break each other's necks, but they right. also didn't do pile drivers and, you know, they'd yeah. do clotheslines they and laid shit. they
0: in a little, you know? Yeah. Layed but they a they a real bang, real hard, real stiff. they definitely
1: punch each other in the face and take <laughs> forearms to the teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Nice forearm to the teeth. It was just, a nice kick to the grind. They're like, how much did you train? They're like, Train?
0: We talk about training prayers and vitamins. Train? That's hogwash. Fuck out. Fuck out. Hog balls and hogwash. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, some upcoming shit. I did, uh, I did a spot on uh, Misery Point Radio, which you guys can find at miserypointradio.podbean.com, where I sat down with host Mike Peacock.
1: What's up, Mike? What's up, Mike?
0: And uh, we had a good conversation about metal, uh, mainly Handsome Prick in my journey with the band, and a lot of other things. Juice Pro Wrestling podcast, uh, the JP Dub podcast, and uh, a lot, you know, some of his passion for. He's one of those guys that was like '80s wrestling, you know, that era, the Hogan era, and all that shit. So, you guys, that'll drop next Monday. Be sure to check that out. Um, some music shit. One of my favorite bands, uh, the Swedish band called Witchcraft. Yeah. They they were basically, yeah. how the, would you describe them? Yeah. So the first couple yeah. records, they recorded, and it sounded like you could play this record and be like, man, how fucking old is this? Like, it sounded like it was from the 70s, and it was, like, recorded in 2005 or some shit. Like, all old instruments, record analog, like, great vintage sound, just hard rock, like, in the vein of, like, a pentagram or Sabbath. Yeah. Um... Dude's got a great voice, but it's kinda, you know, it's it's got that sweet overtone to it. So it's a little it's a little getting used to, you know, it'd make you giggle a little bit at first, but it's great music. And uh last couple records though, they kind of it's like using modern day equipment and shit or recording. And it's just it's lost a little bit of its luster. But they got a they have a 7 song album coming out called Black Metal. And it's all acoustic. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All acoustic. I listened to one of the songs on iTunes. Uh, I mean, it kind of sounds like some shit, like where if you're sitting there fucking bummed out and blah, 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 like that type of stuff. So nothing to lighten your mood while you're in seclusion. But uh, if you're a fan of witchcraft, you know, check it out.
1: I think that hum drops in May. It's healthy to run the gamut of emotions during this time, too. If you want to be a party pooper, if you want to be poopy pants, if you want to be happy, you know, you got the music for it. There's nothing wrong. Listen a little bit of... Witchcraft. Witchcraft elegantly
0: expressed depression is the song. <laughs> uh, I feel bad for laughing at it, but uh, I mean whatever. It's a cool acoustic. The name game, of the song, yeah, yeah. Um, my boy Sean from Putrid Piles got a new album. Ooh. Yeah, Revel in Lunacy. Ooh. It comes out also in May via Severed Records. Uh, he just put out his first single preview track. If you wheel. And it's called Death Waits for No One. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you guys are thinking. You're listening like, God damn, there are episodes,
1: Blessed Are the Sick, Death Waits for No One. What's going on here?
0: No, nah, it ain't like that. It just so happens to be.
1: Yeah. Next week, it's all Dave Matthews Band suggestions. That's right. Because we did it. Next week, we're going to be hitting up uh,
0: episode ninety nine point nine 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 I think we're going to record an hour of us just going, nine nine. Can we'll lose.
1: Know. We'll lose all our listeners. I know.
0: We probably will. Yeah, not quit well. the show. Don't quit the show. I got th-
1: every week. I threaten. <laughs> yeah, I'm threatening and I like to threaten. Yep.
0: You see. So what else have you been up to, threatened? Uh I got sick again. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no. No
1: one wants to hear that shit. Yeah, <laughs> shit. No, I. I know. I got sick. I. I went hiking and uh, without proper equipment, sweat got got hit me right in the throat. So now I got a big deep voice again. Yeah, you do. What are I been up to? Nothing, man. Uh, Prepping for stuff for the show, getting ready to do some really cool shit. Stuff that uh, we've talked about, so I need to be quiet about it because I got work to do. Um, Also, we are, this will be, if not the last, one of the last times that we record in the studio here. Don't shed a tear. We're on the bigger (laughs) and better things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, A lot of stuff going on. A lot of of change that they say, and it's, it's, it's cool. It's exciting.
0: We fear change. I don't. As a Wayne's World reference.
1: I don't know Wayne's. I don't know pop culture. I don't know Wayne's World. I don't what know, the yeah. fuck is your problem? I
0: live in a cave. Yeah. Glad to see you. Go, go, goodbye. <laughs>
1: it's a
0: Ramones reference. <laughs> 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 I got to tell you, because you don't know. Don't. People out there listening might know, but yeah. you don't know.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, so last episode, right, for the studio? Probably. We might Maybe. do another one in here, but probably this is the last episode, especially with the stuff going on. They talk about, you know, we might with the next episode we might actually fuck with Google Hangouts to see just what it's like, you know. Yeah. So if the audio is bad, then that's on you. It's on me, but I think <laughs> I got it figured out. So, yeah, um, yeah we had uh, we've had this studio for two years, and we are shutting shutting down the studio. Yeah, going
0: the parts unknown.
1: Yeah, but uh, it's great. all good though. I mean, you know, hey, I'll put it to you this way:
0: I would like to thank everybody that's came out and hung out with us here. True. Um, we will have another setup at some point somewhere. So and the cool thing about this is we're going to be doing a lot of on location recordings. That's one of the most exciting things. Yeah, except that they shut everything down, so now we're fucked, and we're yeah, we'll uh, we'll hey, this is our last episode. I just want to let you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's all good, but it's just uh, if anything, it's growing pains. You know, you want to get out of somewhere that's a little just unnecessary right now. Yeah, and I kind of feel like this we've kind of outgrown this spot. Uh, and we are more deserving of something better. Yeah, you know, I didn't want to walk in that pile of dog shit that was damn near our front, <laughs> our front step coming in here. You know, yeah. what up, Hotown? Clean up your fucking streets. Yeah. Uh,
1: but yeah, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool seeing where we go next and what happens. I'll be sad for f- like three to five minutes. Yeah, not to belittle what this place meant to us, but um, yeah, it was cool. We had a good run. Again, yeah, I, I, yeah. Like you said, I want to thank everybody that was in here checked it out and, and was in here with us and, and recorded and um yeah the next studio is gonna be way cooler. <laughs> it's gonna I'm gonna be really excited. Uh we won't have one for a little while but we I'm not even sure what that means yet. Yeah. And in this weird, weird time, uh we got time. Like we gotta we gotta see this whole social distancing thing. We gotta see how long this is gonna last and we want everybody to be safe and like I said and I, I But we uh, still wanna invade your personal space. We do want to invade your personal space. Hey, man, call the voicemail line, email us, interact with us. We got some ideas for some Facebook stuff. So, you know, during the day, during working hours, everybody's got to do their shit. But at night, if you're getting stir crazy, we're going to try to figure out some ways to kind of snap everybody out of it. Uh, We'll all get past this stuff, but it would be cooler if everybody would just calm down, (laughs) fuddle down, guys. Yeah, calm down, be cool to each other. Um, yeah, be cool.
0: Rewind, motherfuckers.
1: Be entertained, you know. Maybe watch a little bit of news and then take just stop. I know we're all addicted yeah. to social media, but fuck all that. Fuck the news. Know what you know. Act accordingly. Wash your hands. Count to twenty, thirty, forty. Wash your damn hands. Wash your buttholes. Ooh. Um, I heard a statistic. I'm guilty though, that of that last one. I was having a conversation with my brother about you know how America's dealing with this. You stereotype. and your brother. And I said. I'm not, I'm not panicking yet, because I do believe, for some reason, I know it's transferred through touch and all that, but I think America as a nation has the, and uh, you guys could Google it, we have the cleanest buttholes in the uh, entire world, so that's, well, that's right. something to hang our hats on, except when I come walking out of the bathroom and
0: uh, I try to move my girlfriend, she's like, you have toilet paper hanging on your ass, I'm like, oh.
1: oh, that's your problem, you gotta figure that out. I know, what the fuck's going on? Go buy more toilet,
0: toilet paper. I think it's just say like, I have such a big old voluptuous ass that it just <laughs> it just engulfs his teepee. Yeah, but man. as
1: a nation, man, I mean Yeah. We, we, we do have very clean buttholes.
0: Yeah, we do. And we also have a job to do, and that's uh, not be dickheads, not fucking hoard a bunch of shit that you don't necessarily need at the moment yeah. from the store, because let's face it, you can go clean out the fucking shelves at a grocery store on bananas, toilet paper, or whatever the fuck it is you guys are taking, hand sanitizer, guess what? There'll be a truck delivering more. Yeah, It's not going out of style, you know? Yeah. It's not fucking never being manufactured again. Don't so. go
1: broke buying TP.
0: Yeah. You only got one butthole, guys. Go broke by sending us some fucking money and supporting the show, you yeah, know? That's right. If you want to do that, send it to thejuicewillis at hotmail.com via PayPal if you'd like to make any donations, because guess what? We want to do some shit for you guys, too. We got to get some fucking merch made. And the other thing, uh, if you guys want to leave us a DM in any of our social media, because... I have some trinkets that I got for Floyd Mania, and it ain't happening. (laughs) So if anybody out there wants some free swag, fuck it. I'll mail it to you. You know, just uh, drop us a DM, like I said, any of our social media uh, with your name and address, and we'll hook you up with some killer fucking new JPW magnets, holographic stickers, with some killer art by Mike Miller, and uh, yeah, man, we'll take care of you guys because if no one else will know we always will
1: i will we will (laughs) i don't have anything i don't know what to say who you said i was
0: trying to bounce it off your chest i can't i can't i'm gonna have to just bounce my balls off your chest later after we're -uh. done thank you all for tuning in this week next week like i said we'll be back with episode 99.99999 we're almost there thank you all for sticking with us through this tumultuous time trying to get to episode 100 it's still going to be something really cool, really special, and uh, I hope you guys continue to stick with us and spread the word. Like I said, we're on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, jpdub.com, direct link to YouTube. Hit us up, interact. Thank you to the huge boost in numbers on YouTube. It's been a fucking pleasure It's been cool entertaining you guys, and mm. we're going to continue to do it because ain't no flu going to keep us down. Nope. I don't care if it's swine, bird, or COVID-19. But seriously, wash your damn hands.
1: Wash your hands. Yeah. And smile. And smile like you made it.
0: Seriously, when you wash your hands, you got to. You got to. You got (laughs) to. God damn it i'm trying to kill you on, fuck i'm out of this right shit up. you ain't gotta do anything no 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 oh, cut no. cut cut the record cut the record hit me in the eye with that pen i was aiming for your eye because you ain't gonna need them anymore the world is under an apocalypse everybody's freaking out buying toilet paper buying fucking pure <laughs> probably drinking it too because the liquor stores are shut down or something sub- Hey, party, fill me up with a glass
1: of pure fucking
0: <laughs> Something like that. Wet him up. <laughs> Wet him up. Wet him up. Wet him up. Wash your
1: fucking hands
0: and be kind to each other. Stay the fuck away from each other just for a little bit. You gonna do sex to me?